All right, guys, before we start today's episode, I have to make something 100% clear. We are in no way, shape, or form condoning cheating. Cheating is a very sensitive subject matter for a lot of people, men and women alike, especially those who have been cheated on and have been betrayed in a relationship. So I do not want anyone to think, especially any woman, to think that we are blaming you guys for anyone's actions or we're condoning any unhealthy behaviors in anybody's life. We are not supporting it. We are not condoning it. We are not defending anybody. Cheating is wrong in a committed relationship. It kills the relationship. You lose trust. So do not do it. So this is something that we're having discussion, and this is something that we're going through in our lives. So we want to make sure we get that message across. So enjoy the show. This week on the Roommates Podcast. He says, any man with a masculine sexual essence will desire sexual variety. Even if he loves his intimate partner and is completely committed to her, he will naturally want sexual occasions with other women besides his chosen intimate partner. How a man deals with desires for other women is up to him. He should know, however, there is no way to avoid such desires. He should also know that acting on such desires, though temporarily alleviating and exhilarating, often ends up complicating his life far more than the occasion itself is worth. Yo, what's good, everybody? And this week's podcast is brought to you by our amazing sponsors at Geology. Guys, Geology is an award-winning skincare brand that has custom skincare regimen for the unique skincare needs of the everyday man. Guys, so many people send me messages and they're like, yo, Fees, I ain't trying to come off weird, but dude, what do you do for your skin? And guys, I always recommend hop on a skincare routine ASAP and Geology is an amazing one. You can take a self-diagnostic test and it will give you guys custom skincare products just for you and your particular needs. So go to geology.com, use the offer code roommates at checkout. You'll be able to get 30% off your monthly regimen. Guys, invest in improving your skincare, invest in leveling up physically, and the best way to do that is via geology. The link is in the description below. Hop on it ASAP and let's get to this week's episode. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, 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 guys. <laughs> we are about to have one hell of an episode. It's about to be crazy. Before we do that, <laughs> as you guys know, due to popular demand, due to guys leveling up and putting in the work, we are dropping the Level Up shirts this week Friday, April 2nd at 9 a.m. RoommatesLevelUp.com. You'll be able to get a Level Up shirt. But here is the catch. Mm. Only have a limited supply of those shirts. So they are going to be sold on a first come, first serve basis. But before that date, on Thursday, April 1st at 9 a.m. on our Patreon page, 
we're gonna be selling the level up shirts to our patrons first because they've been rocking with us because they've been supporting us because they're the ones who are the lifeblood of the show so if you guys want to ensure that you get your level up shirt go to patreon.com roommates because i'm telling you i don't know if they're going to be there on friday because the patrons might just get the whole god thing supply yeah and when they go they go yeah and don't come to me <laughs> slide in my dms talking about where can i get a shirt make me one give me some exclusive no <laughs> you got to sign up you got to play to win yes so get your shirts man it's going it's going down i'm excited yes indeed and also like i said before the release date this week, I'm also going to do a surprise drop on Patreon. Because what I don't want happening is people simply wait until April 1st <laughs> to sign up for Patreon and get your shirt. So I'll be doing a surprise drop on Patreon before that date. So make sure you get on Patreon. Like Chris said, when the shirts are gone, they are gone. Do not get mad. You have your opportunity to get them today and make sure you take advantage of it. Patreon.com slash the roommates. Get your shirts right now. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Please. Chris. <laughs> Man, the streets has been asking. <laughs> they have been waiting. They have been begging. They've been hitting oh, me up. Mm. My family. Mm. Friends. People I don't even talk to in years. Mm. All coming to me, yeah. Asking, wondering, what is our opinions? What is our thoughts of what's been going on this week, man? What has been going on this week? <laughs> Way too much. I take that right now. Oh, it's been man. it's been crazy in the news, man. And you know what we're about to talk about? We're about to talk about the one, mm. the only, mm. Derek Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. No, and um. To be honest with you guys, we initially didn't want to talk about this. Um, we were like, man, we just kind of wanted this whole thing to blow over when I first heard about it. Mm-hmm. But Newsweek. <laughs> yeah. New York Post. Yeah. Black Enterprise. Yeah. BET. Lord. Everybody was discussing this situation. Mm-hmm. And to me, it wasn't so much the idea, okay, now it's trending, now we got to hop on it. That made me want to discuss it less. Mm. But then I think what happened was so many people who were part of the roommates community who are on Patreon were just messaging us saying, we just want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your opinions. And for me, it was more about the culture and people yes then the opportunity yes and so you know we prayed about it actually um called stefan because stefan was like stay out of it yeah and after talking to stefan he told us to do it and then we sent derek a message mm-hmm. i sent derek a message let him know that we're gonna have this conversation on the show and i just don't want you to feel like um some kind of way about us because we're not going to make this about you, though we are going to have to address um, it in particular. We're going to make it about the greater conversation, which we've been having for a long time. Mm. So, you know, this is an episode that a lot of disclaimers <laughs> we got to throw in there. <laughs> yes. Um, this is an episode that before we even begin, I want people to know 
I don't know what you get from this podcast. I don't know what you believe about Chris. Mm. I don't know what you believe about me. I don't know what you believe about the roommates brand itself and all the men and women who are here. But in regards to myself personally, and I think it's fair, I can talk on behalf of you as well. If you've ever gotten for a second that we are the perfect, have everything together, never make any mistakes, guys, that is the biggest lie from the pit of hell that I have never for a second ascribed to. From the very beginning, the theme was always becoming, mm-hmm. leveling up, improving. It was always this idea of, yo, we are far from the man we want to be. And we don't give advice as if we're the goddamn moral police, as if, we, as if we have it all together. But we give advice by sharing our lives and our stories to not just help other men who are going through what we are going through, mm. but also as therapy and motivation for ourselves. Mm. And I think the point that Chris always says with the podcast is that I think it's like a two-way street, whatever you call it. It's a one-way round trip. One-way yeah. round trip where the message is going to you, mm-hmm. the audience, but more than anything, the message goes to us. Exactly. And I need it just as much, if not more, than every single guy listening. So I want to make this 100% clear as we move forward in today's conversation, as we begin to tackle these issues, I don't want anybody for a second to believe that we're perfect, that we're without sin, that we're not flawed people, because heaven knows how much growth we all need to have and how many mistakes we have made and make in our everyday lives. I I completely agree with that statement, (laughs) you know, because we are not perfect. We're not finished. We're not at the end. You know, we're not the end product. We have, like you said, a long, long way to go. And I think, you know, we're sharing our lives and bringing men along the way as we figure things out. And I think that's something that is very unique about our show. And I think that's something that's also very true not only on the show, but real in our lives as well. You know, we have these conversations before we start the podcast. We've been having these conversations, you know, a long time. And even if the podcast stopped, we would continue to have these conversations of trying to get better, trying to level up, to be where we want to be in life. And unfortunately, to learn, you have to make mistakes. You're going to upset some people. You're not going to be perfect. You know, people, you're going to let some people down. Etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and we understand that, and we are trying to really adapt, learn, and really figure out how we can continue to make as many less mistakes and not as hurt, you know, the people that we have hurt in the past, and continue to push forward. And mm-hmm. I think that should be um, every man, every woman, everybody, just continue to try your best and push forward. And that's something that you know we will continue to strive for. And I, and I know. I can say that without a doubt that we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're always going to try to get better through the mistakes, through the through the victories, through the failure, through the success. We're going to continue to push it forward to, to be the best man possible. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. So um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that's first disclaimer. Yep, that's disclaimer number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go ahead and 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 briefly talk about the Derek situation. 
um, personally. My biggest thing, man, is I'm the kind of person where I hate the idea. I hate the idea of being nice to somebody, being kind to somebody. But then when something happens to them, all of a sudden you change the script. Mm. I hate that I did to a fault. I'm going to admit that's a fault of mine. Yeah. That there is this unhealthy um, support for people. And I don't ever want to be the guy when a man's on top or a woman's on top, you're their biggest cheerleader. But then the moment they fall, you're their biggest critic. Mm. So I want to, I want to make it clear. That's going to be my fault. My bias in regards to the first part of this conversation about Derek particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I mean, this situation is extremely sad. And um, it's sad to me for the reasons why everybody knows why it's sad. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time in regards to that. And... My hope for him is that he takes his opportunity to unplug and to and to really heal, you know? And I know a lot of people, especially in the man space, mm. boys like God dang Kim Jong-un got shot down, boy. <laughs> the way people celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk about it. We talked about it previously. You know, obviously Derek's been on the podcast. Yeah. And what I try to do on the podcast is I try not to debate people about where I disagree with them at. Maybe that's a fault of mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel as though we have so much content where everyone's trying to get a clickbait, trying to attack gotcha moments and all that stuff. We just never built the roommates that way. So for me, the idea of I don't agree with some things or uh, things that people say, it's a common sense. Half the ish I say I don't agree with <laughs> at times when I look back on it. Mm-hmm. So I think the very first thing is that obviously there are things that he has done that I think are totally out of whack. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe any of it. And he could probably say the same thing about things I believe in, things I've done. And I think a lot of guys in the man's space have felt that way about his content. You know, as somebody <laughs> who Derek personally did reaction videos yeah, to, yeah. Um, I I understand the game. Yeah. Not saying he was playing the game. I'm just saying as a content creator, I understand the game. And the game goes as a following. You make content. Whatever it is, you try a bunch of different stuff, something's going to stick. And when that thing sticks, the pressure is to keep on doing stuff like that because you know it gets views. I'm not putting you on blast, but I remember you did a video a couple days ago and you text me and you said, I'm only doing reactions moving forward. Mm -hmm. In my brain... I even see the video. Mm-hmm. It was like, it probably didn't do well as his other videos did. Mm-hmm. It's so easy as a content creator to not want to do other kinds of content because you know, this works. Yeah. You know, 
this is what people want from you. Yeah. You know this is what's going to make, especially when you start making money. Yeah. Especially when you start making thirty to $50,000, $70,000 a month from YouTube doing this kind of video. Mm-hmm. So I understood, man, how easy it is to get caught up in that when it comes to that kind of women empowerment content. Mm. That if I'm being 100% honest, I don't support one bit. Never have, never, never will. <laughs> I'll try to hold it in. <laughs> and so for me, I understand why the guys, guys, a lot of guys are mad at him because of the type of content he puts out. Um, and so now, after putting out all that content, attacking the behaviors of unhealthy men and then for those behaviors to be things that you were doing, I can see why the world wants a piece of you. And so I don't know all the details. I don't know the full story. You know, I try not to hit him up and call him and cause I just know he probably got so much going on, probably got family stuff. But that's the part to me where I'm like, it's tough. It's tough, whoever you are, to put out content that sells, but then that very content you put out be an indictment on yourself. And so those are some of my initial thoughts about um, what happened with him. I'm curious to see what you got to say. When I first saw it, man, I said, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. The storm is brewing. And like you said, I know some people are celebrating. You know, and I know his audience were shocked. Mm -hmm. um, Probably were angry. um, You know, broken. Led astray. Lied to. You name it. Um, And I'm not saying this because, you know, I know Derek very well. I mean, we... We only been around him a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably don't even know my name. <laughs> uh, so I'm not saying that I know his character. I know what he does at night. Um, and But I wasn't shocked by it. Yeah. And we'll talk about the reasons why I wasn't shocked by it in the later on in the episode. But when I saw I wasn't shocked by it, um, it just, I think, I think just take Derek out of it. Whatever you do in the dark is going to come to the light eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that was my first initial reaction when I saw it. And, you know, if you are, you know, definitely doing something that is unhealthy, that is against, especially that's what you're speaking about, if that's what you're preaching, um, if that's what you're trying to tell your audience um, that you need to look for and you're not practicing that, you know, it's hard for me to a certain extent to give you that much grace mm-hmm. because like, I won't like you have to be accountable for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a level of vulnerability and honesty that he has to have, you know, in his life to really free himself of the shackles that he's in. You know, I, I don't know if he was happy, you know, you know, doing the behavior while preaching the opposite I don't know, mm-hmm. but if he isn't, 
then he needs to free himself and be completely honest and being vulnerable. And that's just my message to him mm. as a fellow man that, you know, was trapped in whatever bondage that he's trapped in. And mm. to free yourself, you got to, you know, you got to let that stuff go. Um, But, yeah, just to really... It was just, like they said, it was the language, it was the approach, it was just the attack on the unhealthy behaviors of men, and then to do that as well, it's just like, you know, it was, it was, it was like, wow, that's crazy, like, that's crazy, then it was was scary at the second hand, it's like, you can literally preach something, make money off of it, people believe you, and you still mess up. That's not incentive enough to do good behavior. That's not incentive enough to stop what you were doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And and it was just dawn on me how, like I said, this is off of Derek, but it just dawned on me how screwed up the man's and human heart is. It dawned on me how screwed up the nature of, of man is. And how, like you said, when you taste that that money, and we, I mean, we had we made some money. Mm-hmm. We ain't taste Derrick Jackson money. Yet. Yeah, yeah. But when you taste that money, you know, it's it's crazy how that can be your sole, you know, motivation to continue to preach that message. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, when that when that money hit the bank account, it's like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like yeah. I like this, yeah. and you know, and. And, and I'm sure his thought process was like, well, women need to hear this. This is the kind of guys men need to have. And eventually I'll get there. Yeah. You know, eventually I'll I'll, I'll, I'll work my way out of it. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's probably so many excuses that he made up and said to justify the wrongdoing. And, you know, and then to get exposed like he got exposed, you know. And I think people need to understand that whatever happens in the dark will come to light. The mm. truth will reveal itself. Yeah. And I think people need to just see that mm-hmm. and learn from, you know, his mistakes. And and I said, I don't know what his future is gonna be hold, but I do know that it's probably a very long consequence and punishment for that. And the longer you stay in those um position, the more chaos is gonna uh, ensue. So that's my um initial reaction yeah. when I heard the news. No, that's good. Um so like we said we're not going to talk about Derek throughout this episode. No, the episode's not about Derek. It's funny because what we're going to talk about this episode is obviously going to be a lot about the cheating stuff. But we were talking about these things weeks before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just want to make it clear that, you know, I, I want to briefly address it, you know, because the reality of the matter is. If this was us, he would have did a video about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he would have went looked, crazy. <laughs> yeah, he would. He's done two videos on me already. So yeah. I know if it was us, he would he would have addressed the situation. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's so I wanted to initially do that, but like I said, I don't want to make this about him. I want to make this about the topic at hand. Exactly. And I want to talk about cheating and the, and the future of modern of 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 modern relationships. Mm-hmm. Um. So moving forward. I just, in the comments, I don't want to hear nothing about Derek. Mm. You feel how you feel. We're, let's move forward to the conversation at hand. And this next part of the conversation is, is, is similar. It's still, we're still on like the, the intro part. But I want to just give voice to why I believe Derek's content 
at times was unhealthy and content like that is unhealthy because what I notice is for so many women today, they're raised around women. Mm. So many women today, their moms were single mothers. So they had no grandpa. They're raised by a single mother. They have no father. Sometimes even these women have their mothers are only childs. Or their mother's brothers are children of a single mother who was trying to figure things out. So he was wild and out. Then you live in communities where there's no men present. Then you go to school and it's all a bunch of female teachers. So, so many women today have no idea what men are like. That's a true statement. They have no idea. So the question is, if you had no dad, if you had no male figures in your life, how did you learn about men? Mm-hmm. What is your standard for what a man needs to be? And there's two people that teach lies about that. The first one is unhealthy pastors who want to line their pockets and pander to women. And the second one is the guys who people will call as white knights. Mm. Captain Saver. Yes. They paint themselves and they paint men as this glorious, perfect being. And they sell this image of a man. And so the reason why men don't like guys like that is because we know that guy isn't realistic. And what happens is when men speak out about this perfect guy that certain people are projecting, women will be like, well, it's just because that's not you. You just ain't man enough like like that guy. So men can't really, when when another guy creates this perfect man, this white knight type figure, you can't say that guy isn't real because then the woman will be like, oh, you just can't live up to those standards. So men hate when other guys do that. So unfortunately, what has happened is that for so many women of this generation, of my generation, of your generation, so many of them were sold a story about men being these perfect characters. And we'll talk about it as we get into this conversation a little bit deeper. As these perfect people who are, who are strong and powerful and dangerous and sexual and dominant in the bedroom, but also so sweet and so gentle and will fix your crown when it's about to fall off your head and will and will always be there, but therefore you will never ever look at another single girl ever again. So this has damaged women because so many people are not in relationships today because they believe that their man wasn't good enough because he didn't meet the white knight standard. Hmm. So many women are single today. What do we call them? Waiting for Jesus. 
They're waiting for Jesus because they're waiting for a perfect man that their pastor or these guys who probably this white knight figure communicate who do not exist. So to me, what I, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm not saying it's good what happened to Derek. It's terrible. I feel sorry for him. But this reveals the white knight, perfect, waiting for Jesus figurine that you guys believed exists does not exist. King David is known as the man after God's own heart. And we all know what he did. So I just want, as we continue to move forward in the conversation, to let women know that perfect guy that you believe exists is a sham, is a lie, and it was only going to negatively affect your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think they definitely paint this white, perfect night guy that is very, this is a Superman figure. Or they believe that all men are just terrible and they just give up and they, you know, don't do anything. And it's super sad to see and to really sit back and look at the modern dating spear and see that it's, it's, it's truly in danger because of the bad teaching that's out there and the bad influences. And I just want women to realize that what they're asking for, that expectation is crazy. Mm-hmm. Expectation is crazy what they're asking for. You're looking for a dang near perfection. You know, like, like you said, that waiting for Jesus moment. Like, I don't think women understand how much work you have to put in as a man individually to even reach, you know, close to that standard. And it's just, and it's just like when, when we talk to these women one-on-one and, they, and I ask them what kind of guy they want, I'm just like, man, I have no idea. I don't even know a man like that. <laughs> like, I don't know one person like that. Mm. You know, but this person says he's going to do this for me. He's going to pay this. He's going to do that. He's going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just like, you're not going to get everything. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to get everything. Mm-hmm. And then have that, you get everything, have it consistent for the next for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I blame a lot of people. Like you said, the white knight, even to the, the, to the men that is showering you know, their their wives or their, or their girlfriends with gifts and this kind of standard they're showing on social media, but we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm. They're also an issue too. Yeah. Because they're looking for that same kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought my I bought my woman a Tesla just because it was Wednesday. Yeah. You know, I'm going to fly out to Bora Bora on Friday because mm-hmm. she look good. Yeah. You know, and then I got a little Becky down the street expecting yeah. me to do the same thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and that and and women feel justified in that. They mm-hmm. feel like they deserve that. That's what God wants them to have, Lord. When they throw that at me, fees. That's crazy. You know, and it's like you said, the bad teaching and the images that we see on social media create this this creative player guy. And then have that creative player guy be perfect, dang near perfect. 
for the next umpteenth years. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Whew. So, leads us to our next disclaimer. <laughs> As we move into the meat of the conversation. Um, this conversation is a conversation, an honest conversation amongst men. If you're a woman who wants to, wants to come, you can be our guest. But if you're not willing to listen and to learn, go somewhere else. <laughs> no disrespect. Respectfully. Respectfully. Yes. Go somewhere else. And don't come back. Respectfully. <laughs> Close the door soft. <laughs> Respectfully. Because I, I want to I share, I want to take this opportunity today to share things that men say in private and they don't ever share it in public, even though it's kind of funny. That was the title last week. <laughs> but I want to I want to really talk about this in depth. And if women want to listen to this conversation, I you listen to understand. You don't listen to attack or to tell us how we are. I get sick and tired of women trying to tell men how they are, how they're supposed to act. You're not a man. You don't, you don't tell us nothing. So if you're going to come here and listen to this very complex, very multi-layer, if we were to do a real podcast, it would take us 72 hours to no pun intended, touch the tip mm. of this topic. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it would be crazy. And so I, I want anyone, ladies who are gonna sit down to really sit and listen and learn, and do, and don't tell us men how we're supposed to behave. This is not the place for that. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, there's so many layers to what's going on. And I want to start with the first part, and we'll, and we'll get into more of confessional hour. A couple of weeks ago, I was thinking of, I was reading uh, uh, Jordan Peterson's book again, and Jordan Peterson made a reference to what is evil. And one of the words that piss me off that people want to throw around all the time nowadays is narcissist. Yeah, that's it's like that's, that's the like favorite the favorite word. Everyone's everyone's a narcissist. Yeah. Everyone's so evil. Everyone's so bad. And and I really don't believe there are many evil people. Mm. And by evil, what I define as evil is a evil is an intentional act done to an innocent person meant to do malicious harm to that individual. That's evil. An intentional act done to an innocent person with the intentions of creating malicious pain to that person. That's evil, right? Yes. Most people aren't doing evil. Most people are byproducts of their environment. Mm-hmm. And the environment shapes the behavior. There's so many studies, I wanna jump into it, like the Milgram experiment, Human beings are a byproduct of their environment. White people in the South in the 30s and 40s weren't evil. They were a byproduct of a racist system that created these behaviors. 
anyone in that environment would have done unhealthy, evil things as righteous as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Same with the Jews. I mean, sorry, with the Germans and, you know, during World War II. Toxic environments create toxic behaviors and toxic people. But the thing about toxic environments is that men and women are affected. Yes. And so the very first thing I want people to understand is that men and women are raised in this toxic modern environment that gives us both toxic behaviors. Today, we're only talking about the men. We might talk about the women later as a whole separate conversation. But as a man, as Hafiz, I have toxic behaviors of being a byproduct of a toxic environment. And that's something I don't think women understand. These guys aren't evil people. What we're going to talk about is not because men are bad. It's the environment that we are all a part of that shapes us. And one of the points is the sexual environment men are raised in. Hmm. We're a lot, a lot of us are raised in an environment where where pornography is introduced 12, 13 years old. Yep. You're seeing sex all the time. Turning on the TV, sex, Instagram, sex, everything is sex. Then what happens is there's pressure mm. from first men always trying to validate your masculinity based upon your sexual accomplishments. Uncles, hey man, you you got me, how many of you knocking them down? Boy, back in my day when I was your age, I was knocking them all down. Got your PP wet? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Uncles, family, cousins, classmates. Hey, man, I smashed a girl. Chris, what did you do this weekend? I did did a sister. (laughs) 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 I'm locker room. Man. So all these things. And then you have pressure from women. Mm -hmm. Who women want a sexually experienced man. Women want a man who is knows how to please a woman in the bedroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> women want a guy who's attractive and who other women want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then you have life and people getting married at a later time. The average man gets married at 30, woman gets married at 28. So for all his years, while he's not married, what is he doing? He boy going to pound town. Hanging and banging. Hanging and banging. So you have a culture of guys having to be hypersexual. Peer pressure validating your manhood on how sexual you are. Women validating you as a man. By how sexual you are and how much other women want you. You have this environment that men today are raised in. Then you want them to do that for 30 straight years. <laughs> then all of a sudden, put a ring on it and be vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that is a crazy unrealistic expectation. And like I said, we've been talking about this kind of on and off for the past weeks, few weeks now. And yeah, it just it just hit us. It's like to be in that environment of just sex, 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 nudity, pornography, you know, the 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 vines, the twitters, I mean, I mean, oh my lord, all, all the stuff. The classmates, the locker rooms, the peer pressure, you know, and and you know, I lost my virginity late compared to what my friends did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the impact is still the same. Mm-hmm. And to date, as you date, obviously you're having sex. And then once you find somebody and you are exclusive and you're committed, and this is this is before marriage. Mm-hmm. They want you to be exclusive and committed before marriage. Not only not to have sex with anybody, you know, it's no flirting. There's no sexual in the windows. Um, you know, mainly women don't want, they don't want even the other woman to think that you like them. They think they have a chance with you. You know, so you're asking for these behaviors that men been living their entire lives to just stop cold turkey. To stop cold turkey. And not only that, you have to fight the desires. You got to have self-control. And then you have to go, that's that's only when times are good. Mm-hmm. When times are bad. You know, and and you we and we're talking about honesty hours. You know, I, I mean, usually when I get stressed, when I get tired, when I get frustrated, when I'm angry, it's some kind of form of sexuality that's involved to make me feel relieved. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Here. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And that's most men. Yeah, hundred percent. So if if something's going wrong in his career, in his life, in his marriage with you, his significant other, he usually. Mm-hmm does something sexually to relieve himself. Mm-hmm. Usually. That's how people are, are... That's what they've been doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Especially in dating. If one girl is not texting it back, not calling, not answering the phone, guess what? It goes to another girl. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's the guy you want. You got multiple girls. Yeah. So, all those habits, mm-hmm. unhealthy, toxic habits that is normal to him, mm-hmm. that he probably don't even know is unhealthy and toxic. It's just normal. Mm-hmm. Everybody watches porn, Chris. Yeah. Everybody's having sex before marriage. This mm-hmm. is what everybody cheats. This is what everybody does. Yeah. This is normal behavior. And yet women expect him to be perfect mm-hmm. through thick and thin, ups and downs, through sickness and in health, mm-hmm. no matter what, for the next 30 to 40 to 50 years. Mm-hmm. It's virtually impossible. Yeah. And so... I think what needs to be understood is for today's conversation, we're going to be talking about men who are the men that women want. Yeah. We're not talking about average Joe and average Andy. Talking about the men that women want. Yes. That they are that are desired, that are valued, that women are are crawling after, that want to marry. Yes, We're talking about these guys, and the reality of the matter 
is that so many women don't understand that male sexuality is not female sexuality. The sex drives are two completely different things. Women never understand that. It's very simple studies. You have three couples. Two guys, guy and a girl, two girls. Which one do you think is having the most sex, Chris? The guys. Who's having the least? The girls. That's how it is. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. It's 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 just how it is. It's the male sexuality is different. Homosexual men have the highest rate of sexual frequency in relationships because mm. they're two guys. Yeah. Male sexuality is different than female, where you have two lesbians. They have the lowest ever because it's two girls. So women don't understand the uniqueness of male sexuality. They think it's like theirs when it's not. And that's what pisses me off. Yeah. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. I will never understand what it's like to be a woman on her period. I'll never understand it. I cannot act like I understand the emotions. It's it's biologically irresponsible for me to even share like I know what that's like the emotional ups and downs of being on your period I I don't know you're a woman that's your unique experience but it pisses me off that women think they know what it's like to be a horny young male Yeah. yeah you have no idea what that testosterone what that what all these things that are going on in our bodies. You have no idea. So to me, I want first men to not feel ashamed for their desires because women will shame them, especially these religious ones. They'll shame guys for their sexual desires because they think that somehow men are supposed to be like Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. And then my hope is that women will begin to start listening and understanding men. And understand that our sexuality is not like yours. Our sex drivers are not like yours. We have unique set of challenges that you will never, ever in your life understand. And so... To your point, that beast is being fed in all guys. All of them. The culture, put everything culture. Women, men, media is pushing you, putting that sexual drive on hyper. Remember, men are already on hyper. Period. Period. Yeah. Then... They take it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Society does it. And so then you have what we have today. Because so many men experience these, ex- these emotions and these feelings. And it hurts me because men have to talk about this in the silence. Because there's so many women shaming them for what they have not chosen. 
the male desires, it's not like we just chose it. Women think, oh, you're, you're doing it intentionally. Same way when a girl becomes emotional, I don't think she's doing it intentionally. I'm not thinking she's doing that to be an evil person. So it's just a lack of understanding and conversation about the uniqueness of male sexuality that that really that really bothers me, man. Yeah, no, nah, and I, I, that's yeah. It's the lack of understanding, and then like you said, the expectations of just being to ignore it, and like you said, you know, some women can place it on they can put it on themselves and say, if I can control it, you should be able to control it too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they 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 put that out there, and they feel like that's justified enough to um, basically just dispute whatever you said. Like like your sexuality is you know your your hypersexuality is not a good enough excuse. You know your 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 lack of self control is because you just don't have any. Mm. You know your you know you you your desire for other women because you just don't love me enough. Mm. You don't find me attractive anymore. You know they make up all these excuses. And they don't understand like that is built inside of us. Every man has a dog, mm-hmm. like a do- <clears throat> sorry, a dog that they can tap into, and should not even tap into. It's just there. It just want to roam free sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think women understand that. I feel like they could just put theirs up and, and just you know. Yeah, knock, I don't knock think there's a dog. Yeah, there. they just knock it away. Whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's literally like <clears throat> you have a, a bad dog <clears throat> and then the other dog. They yeah. just both. <laughs> all the time it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. where we at yeah and that what that was makes me mad when they just dispute or ignore all the excuses where it's like you can't even have a conversation about it mm-hmm. i like they don't want to understand it mm-hmm. they feel like since i can do it you should be able to do it too yeah and that was grind my gears and i feel like that desire for hypersexuality for the women will be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Single, dating, married, hmm. 30 years, 40 years. There's no way a guy would not desire other women in his lifetime. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way it's possible. Let's unpack that. Yep. I love that point right there. Um, because I think the the lie is that once a man finds the one all desires for other women go away yeah and that and that was a night i believe mm. it kind of just hit the crap out of me and i wasn't prepared for it, you know and and you know that hurt yeah that rocked my world that i you know i felt lied to i felt led astray i felt mm. abandoned i felt like something was wrong with me you know, I felt like something was missing, and I really truly believe that if when you find the one, all desire for other women will go away. Yeah, all the desires to to uh to do anything sexually, to either look, to lust, to DM, whatever, all of the desires would just go away. You yeah. like you would know. And be honest with you, men told me that as well. Mm-hmm. Not just women, not just the media, not just songs, not just whatever. Men told me that as well. Yeah. They lied to me. Mm-hmm. Or they lied to themselves. Mm-hmm. So wow. when I found that out and just been thinking a lot lately, you know, that rocked me. I've been stressed. I've been daggum depressed. I have been just 
you know, feeling all kinds of emotions because that was Dane and my only hope. Yeah. That was something that I clinged on to that I, you know, relied on. And, you know, you meet somebody and you feel like, man, this this could be it. And I'm like, shit, this shit's still here. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, man. I, and, and let's make this personal. I similar to Chris, I believe the same thing. Um, so man, this is really good. Give me a, give me a moment real quick. So when I was, um, I would say this is going to sound arrogant, but it's just, I'll tell you why I believe it is when it comes to sexual discipline. I truly believe I'm like in the 1%. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I, from, I became a Christian at 19 years old. I didn't do watch porn, do anything sexual. Yeah. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) From 19 to 25. That's very impressive. That has to be a record. Six years. That has, be, that has to be a record somewhere. I don't know who had the record, but that has to be a record somewhere. And the and the reason and it and it was all a lot of there's a myriad of reasons, but a lot of it was religious. Yeah. I was like the the, the philosophy was if I can master discipline when I'm single, mm-hmm. if I can only do these things for my wife and I can master sexual discipline when I'm single, I I I will be impenetrable when I'm married. So say no today to say yes for marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a level of extreme things I went through. I'm talking extreme that I went, I know I went through. So for me with this conversation, hold on, I need to calm down. It gets personal because I know what I did. I know I'm not perfect, but I know how hard I've worked and I know how flawed I am. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was very, I was arrogant because <laughs> I still, I still have obviously a lot of traces of it, but my arrogance came from this. Here we go. I was like, why can't you guys do what I do? Yeah. I don't have sex. I don't watch porn. Why the hell do you guys always watch porn? I had a little bit of an arrogance. I thought I was better than other guys because I didn't do this. I didn't mess up the way they messed up. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember being in accountability groups at church and dudes sharing their stories. And so I'm going to be like, damn, these niggas all suck. <laughs> Christians. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would be smug like that. Yeah. And what kept on bothering me was how many of my mentors mm. who were married men who would come confess the same crap the single guys confessed. Mm. And these were the rock stars. Like the most first class men you'll ever meet in your life mm. will confess doing the same and having the same struggles as the other guys. And I didn't understand how, bro, you're married. 
We're single. We got to struggle because of this religious reasons. You're married. What do you mean you're dealing with this? I was foolish. Fast forward to 29 years old. I finally got the girl I've always wanted. Spent years of loneliness and singleness, struggling. Da, 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 da. I finally got the exact make and model <laughs> of woman that I wanted. No complaints. And then we went to Miami. Mm. And I didn't realize, oh, crap. The dog is still here. After all these years, after all the discipline, after all this prayer, after all this fasting, after all doing all these different things, that dog is still there. That temptation, I've been sober for 10 years, yeah. but I still can't walk around a damn drink. That's when it dawned on me that people don't understand the lifelong battle that this is for men. That's when I understood and I had sympathy. That's why even with the Derek stuff, I can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it blows my mind that guys are killing him. I'm like, bro, you better be careful. Please, you better be careful. Because what you're, the video that you're posting out about Derek and laughing at him, wait till you, wait till five years now your wife posts that video about your God. All you guys put in that funny p- post about him. What if that happens to you? Mm. Mm-hmm. So to me, I I don't I don't I've learned, bro. It could be anybody. Anybody. It could happen to anyone. And so that first lie is something which I feel as though by believing that lie, you end up like David. Mm-hmm. Because you put the defenses down. Exactly. You think, oh, I got, I got the girl in my dreams. I, got, I, got, I found the one. Mm-hmm. I'll never cheat. Nothing will happen. The next thing you know, boom, 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 boom. Yep. Yeah. And so to me, it's something in which I want men to understand that this is a lifelong process of ups and downs. And women have to understand and work aside with men. They have to understand it. This has nothing to do with you not being good enough. Exactly. This has nothing to do with him not being the right man. This is a lifelong battle. And nor the battle is most difficult at, Chris. What is that? It's most difficult with the men with opportunities. Mm. Hmm. I have a question for you, Chris. Oh, my God. How many guys... Out of all the men in in America or in the world, how many percentage of them who have, who have access to the internet watch porn? In your opinion, ninety nine point nine nine percent. Ninety nine point nine nine percent. Yes. So, know what the interesting part about that is? There's some men who watch the girls on, on the pornos, and there's some men who smash the girls on the pornos. Yeah. See, that's what people don't realize. Yeah. It's so easy for you to look down upon guys who cheat. Because you never get the opportunity that they get. Yeah. Yeah. You just watch your porn. Yeah. 
they these girls are actually wanting to be with them. Well, well, porn is different. So you telling me, <laughs> you guys telling me that if you're watching a porno, the girl pops out of the screen, butt naked on the bed, spread eagle, saying, "I want you now." You're gonna be like, "No, thank you. I'd rather just watch." Yeah. Hey, Jamal, come in here so I can watch. Yeah. No, you're not. You didn't get it in. So that's the challenge of the men that all women want. The high value men. The men who are part of the 1%. The highly desirable men. That's the challenge now. Is that now the temptation will come after you. 100%. And it's it's something where I realize... And I, I don't know how every guy feels about this, but I know it's in, in my life. Honesty hour. Yay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the knowing that you can get it when you want is the hard part to say no to. Mm-hmm. You know you know you have options. You know you can call at who one, two, three, four. One of those is going to stick that mm-hmm. night. And having that easy access and, and having that availability – is part that most men don't understand. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's easy to condemn, point at the guy that has committed adultery, that has cheated, if you're not in the same lifestyle or the same game that he is in. Mm. And, and like you say, I think that it's a level of understanding that you know women have to have Whereas like it's it's a constant fight, it's a constant battle. You know, especially if we're if we're trying to level up and grow into this man that we want to be, you know, that's going to make us more desirable. Mm. And mm. that's the part that is scary to me, fees. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I am terrified, honestly, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous um, because just the repercussions of failing affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Not only affects me, affects the girl I'm with, it affects my family, it affects the brand. Hell, it affects you. Mm-hmm. It affects the people I'm associated with. You failed everybody. Everybody is affected by that mistake. Mm-hmm. And what I realize is the rapid growth of our brand, the rapid growth of our money, of our status, is way more, 10 times, 20 times more than my sexual self-control growth. Mm, That's a bar. Mm -hmm. So if I'm moving a notch... Once every five years of self-control, but my status jumped in two months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How can I expect myself, let alone any man, Mm -hmm. to say no to that when the growth of your self-control is not nowhere near the same level? Mm. 
So when we see these rappers, these ball players, they status grew overnight. Mm-hmm. Overnight. Mm-hmm. Access to money, women, they get a girl, and you expect this guy to just be okay with that for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And his self-control is the same thing as he was when he was 13. Mm-hmm. It's no way it's happening. Yeah. And when I realized that, I'm just like, It just it literally keeps me up at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't gotten sleep in a long <laughs> in the past two weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Because it's just a harsh reality where I'm just like, man, what what do you do? Mm-hmm. It is it's it's really no growth rate that can keep up with certain statuses and success that you can build up overnight. Yeah. You know, self control is 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 practice, it's worked. And we and we're talking about it's like, okay, cool. I realized that in honesty hour. It's like, all right, it's easier to say to get in the car, drive to a woman's place, get out the car, mm-hmm. go open the door, <laughs> go to an apartment house, go to a bed. All those are decisions yeah. that you have to make. Yeah. But I like a girl picture or comment on a girl post or do whatever. I didn't even know what I just did. Yeah. You know, that's just like a natural thing I've been doing for the rest of my life. Man, that's good. And I'm like, dang, you know, that is wrong. That is can can be seen as you trying to get somewhere, or you yeah. trying to start something, or you trying to get some kind of affirmation from yeah. her, some kind of acceptance from her, something that is not from your significant other. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick pause from the podcast to shout out our amazing sponsors, Better help counseling. Guys, you know here at The Roommates, we're doing everything in our power to help you guys improve physically, spiritually, financially, and emotionally. And guys, Better Help will help you guys improve so much emotionally. Guys, Better Help is a licensed online counseling platform that will give you guys high-quality counseling from the comfort of your own home. I know so many people don't like going to some comfortable waiting rooms. So many people don't actually want to go into a counseling office and you can go ahead and hop on BetterHelp and be able to do all these things online with amazing licensed counselors and therapists. Guys, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling and they make financial aid available. Guys, BetterHelp wants to see every single one of you guys living a happy and fulfilled life. So go ahead and go to betterhelp.com slash roommates. One more time, betterhelp.com slash roommates. Throughout this episode, you guys going to keep on hearing us saying that you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to improve. You're going to have to deal with your inner pains. Guys, hop on BetterHelp. It's 10% off everyone who signs up. Don't neglect putting in the work, guys. And let's get back to the episode. All right, guys, before we get back to the episode, remember what we said in the beginning. This is a multi-layer, multi-variable conversation, and we're making this conversation about us. So we are not condoning cheating i can see some of you guys still thinking that we are not condoning cheating in any way shape or form we are not supporting it we do not condone it and we are not defending anybody we accept what is going on in the world and we accept what's going on in our lives so we're simply having discussion between two men and the struggles that we have so once again not supporting it not condoning it and let's get back to the show this is really good that's really good so I'm just like, man, I just don't 
Like you said, I'm realizing the depth of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know. We know women don't understand the depth of that. And I have zero <laughs> to very little solutions for that. Yeah. And that's the most scary part for me. So you made a point about habits. Yes. Um, and this is going back to the conversation about it's not bad people. The environment mm-hmm. is bad. So after, so I think I said 25 or 26. I think it was 25 when I, because I met you 2016. Yes. That means I turned 26. So it was 25 when I when I first like started, you know, getting back in the in the sack. <laughs> um, and so, but in all honesty. As you guys know from my story, I'm I'm a one woman kind of guy, mm-hmm. so I always wanted just one girl and leave the game. That was always my goal. I thought I was gonna be married by 25, like all my most mm-hmm. of my friends were. 25, 26, 27, 20, and what's happening is I'm having to now date. Yes, and I'm having to now date not because I want to date, because the girls I want just don't want me, so I'm just stuck in being single. And then I'm having to learn how to deal with women. Yeah. And you and every guy knows it. If there's not a sexual component with you, you get friend zone. <laughs> yeah. I think I got friend zone for like a full year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was yeah, it was crazy. Because I didn't I was just coming off, I didn't want to be sexual. Yeah. I don't want I was trying to be pure. I was trying to be self-controlled. I want to get to know you. I want to be your friend. Yeah, I was I was going that route and it was unsuccessful. Yeah. And the girls were not attracted by it. Mm-mm. There was a sexual component. There was a flirtatious, a masculine component that I was missing, which I talk about all the time. Yeah. So then I had to learn those skills to start attracting women, to start to, to even be competitive in the dating market. I was getting to 30 years old and never having a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I was doing, so I went so many years of learning how to flirt and shoot my shot and talk to this girl and do that and do this and do that. I was learning like crazy. And then all of a sudden, when I get my girlfriend, the pandemic happens and, I, and we're all inside. Then all of a sudden we go outside, Miami trip happens. And know what I realized? All my habits are still here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I didn't know it, but all the stuff I had to use to survive the dating world mm-hmm. for the past 11, 30, whatever of years, it was still there. And like Chris said, it's so easy to fall into stuff. It's so easy. People don't like, how'd you fall in? You'd be surprised to how nights escalate. You, you, you honesty hour. We go out one night. We're all having fun. Girl is there. Really attractive girl. You know, you might flirt here and there. It is what it is. There's nothing. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do anything. You go out to the club. The girls come through. You start drinking. They start drinking. I'm not going to do anything. Next thing you know, the girls start dancing on you. You, I'm like, yo, I'm not dancing with no girls. That's my goal. The girls come and start dancing on me. I'm like, well, damn, I guess we're dancing tonight. <laughs> so then you go, okay, now we're dancing tonight. 
I'm already, I'm already dancing. It is what it is. Then all of a sudden, your friends bring the girls back to the house. I guess already over. It's, you, you, it gets, it escalates so quick. And literally, I always, and I, and I told my girlfriend the story. I said, it was the grace of God. Mm. I really believe that. I, I believe that. It was the grace of God. Because that girl wanted it that night, Chris. Uh-huh, I'm sure she did. Yeah. I was there, brother. It was the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was like, all these things that were, I didn't know that these were these habits. And, re- and mind you, because I hear all of these religious girls were like, well, you should discipline yourself. You got a date. You got a date. You actually have to go out and meet women. There are things, you know, that you're going to have to deal with. A man is not supposed to be single for 30 year plus years. You expect a guy to have zero sex. Yeah. Zero masturbation for 35, 40 years in this modern world it's while he's happening. waiting for his wife? It's not happening. Come on now. So there's a there was I, I opened this up in, in the book. Every man knows you gotta read this book. After the Bible, this is the next book we recommend. And and, and here is where we want it. I want to talk about what David Data talked about in this chapter. And this chapter is titled, You Will Often Want More Than One Woman. Mm. Before I read this passage, Chris, what would you say are three traits that women really desire in a guy? Three traits. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious what you think off the spot. Top. Masculine energy. Okay. Um, financial stability mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, dang, this was t- this this third one's tough. Desire by women. Huh? Desire by women. Cool. Yeah. I like it. I love all of them, and I think with the masculine energy component. One thing that I've noticed that all women desire in a guy is ambition. 100%. 100%. Chris, what is ambition to you? What does ambition mean? Ambition to me means that, one, you're never satisfied. You always have a new goal. You have um, something that you're always you're always wanting more. And you, you, want, you have one million, you want two million. You have, you know... Two cars, you want four cars. You, it's always what's next. What's 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 going to get me going next? I love it. So, so many women want ambitious men. So many women want masculine men. I hear it all the time. And like you just said, Chris, ambitious people are never satisfied, and they always want more Mm -hmm. if you're a teacher she wants you to be the principal if you're the principal she wants you to strive to be superintendent if you make 1 million she wants you to strive to make 10 if you make 10 she wants you to strive to make 100 make 100 she wants you to strive to make a billion ambitious people always want more regardless of how good their lives is today ambitious people want more health wise Mm -hmm. So they're always trying to improve their health and exercise and learn new diets and learn new different healthy foods. Ambitious people want more financially. They always want more money. Ambitious people also want more business-wise. They want to improve their business, their social circles. 
ambitious people, even though they have great things, they always want more. Exactly. Women want men who are ambitious every part of their life, but sexually. Yeah. Because by definition, ambitious people are usually high testosterone driven men, mm. ambitious men are, and that leads to a very high ambitious sex drive as well. Ooh. And the part that is uncomfortable, that's uncomfortable is a part where the same way he has a billion dollars and that is the greatest thing in the world, he will still want more. He has an amazing, beautiful wife, and he will still want other women. Yeah. And David Data said it in chapter 26. He says, any man with a masculine sexual essence will desire sexual variety, mm. even if he loves his intimate partner and is completely committed to her, he will naturally want sexual occasions with other women besides his chosen intimate partner. How a man deals with desires for other women is up to him. He should know, however, there is no way to avoid such desires. He should also know that acting on such desires, though temporarily alleviating and exhilarating, often ends up complicating his life far more than the occasion itself is worth. Yep, yep, yep. Women need to know you want ambitious men. This is their struggle. Yes. Yeah. This is a lifelong struggle that ambitious masculine men will always deal with. Yeah, and I think I think men need to know that and women need to know that as well. So it won't blindside you like it blindsided me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's I honestly I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the truth. I don't like hearing that because you know, it makes me feel, you know, just incompetent. It makes me feel like I have no control. It makes me feel like a freaking animal. It makes me feel like I have made no progress at all as a man. And, I, and it, it, it sucks to read that. And then, you know, after the, the self-hate, <laughs> the self-pity, the woe is me, the self-reflection conversation is one of those things when when I had to reread it when you say it's natural, mm. you know. And I go go back to, um, I go back to one of my favorite uh, chapters in the Bible, Ephesians ten one one Ephesians two one through ten, and the first three are talking about you know man's position for God, how we just are just children of disobedience you know by nature wrath we we don't want anything to do with god we don't want we just want to carry out the desires of our heart and body and by nature wrath of mankind that's what we are at our truest nature mm-hmm. so then i give myself a little grace and i, and I understand that and then i also like what he said where he has to know if you make those decisions, it will comp- complicate, compromise your purpose. Later on, it says that in the chapter as well. 
But like you said, I think I think women have to understand that mm-hmm. if you want those kind of guys, that is something that he's going to struggle with. Yeah, and it's no fault mm. of your own. It doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you. That he's not sexually attracted to you. That you are not the one. Mm-hmm. That he wouldn't protect you, give his all to you. He would do all of those things. But for a vicious man, that would be his struggle. Mm. And to me, and this is my, this is something that I, I really truly believe in. If women don't understand it and they don't want to help mm. accept it, really try to come at his aid, mm. not bash, mm. not be little, not mm. make him feel less of a man. Mm. If they don't do all those things and it, like you say, help him out, your marriage will thrive. I think I would truly believe that. But if you don't, you will struggle. Mm. You will struggle. If you bash him, if you make him, if you don't want to have the conversation, you don't want to believe it, you're going to struggle. Yeah. It it takes both the man and the woman to really combat that. Just in marriage alone, it takes a lot of work. But that sexual desire and by nature, you want other women. If if women want the best chance of their man being faithful to them, they have to understand, accept that, and really help out with the situation. Chapter 26 goes on to say, even if you are totally committed to your intimate partner in love, you probably think about having sex with other women. Even if you are totally fulfilled by the sex you share with your woman, you probably still desire sex with other women. Your desire for other women is not a reflection of any lack in your intimacy. It is a reflection of your nature as a masculine sexual being. But this desire is not an excuse for promiscuity Mm. any more than your enjoyment for TV is an excuse for becoming an obese couch potatoes. I love what you said, Chris, because the point is so powerful. Women have to understand it and help guys with this issue that they're dealing with. It's the same thing like a friend who's being an alcoholic who tells you they have a problem and you attack them and you shame them. You say, don't talk to me about this. If you were a real man, you wouldn't struggle. That will only push them to further struggle and further pain. The reason why we have so many issues today, in my opinion, is that so many men can't talk about it. Can't be vulnerable. They can't be vulnerable because they're afraid of telling the woman that. And then she attacks them. She shames them. She like, like the way you feel right now, you feel right now. I feel like I'm, I'm not a man. I feel like I didn't accomplish anything. I feel like I'm immature. They will, they will shame him. And so it's so important that, like I said, first, as a man, you understand this is going to be a desire that you have. Cause that's a, that's the number one step of overcoming a problem is acknowledging it. Yeah, I have a desire for other women. I have a desire. And I really encourage every man to get this book, read chapter 26, because it, it, I love what he says. The desire is not an excuse yes. to do what you want. He goes on to say this. 
If your purpose is to enjoy physical pleasure no matter what the consequences, then you should screw as many women as you want. If your purpose is to be a nice boy and please mommy, then you should do whatever makes your woman happy. Mm. If your purpose is to liberate yourself and others into love and freedom, then you should do whatever magnifies the love and freedom in your life and in the lives of those whom your actions affect. Lord, It's your call. Just remember that self-discipline is not self-suppression. Suppression is when you resist and fight against your desires, keeping them as buried and unexpressed as possible. Self-discipline is when your highest desire rules your lesser desires, not through resistance, but through loving action grounded in understanding and compassion. That compassion is the, that that's a freaking bar right there. And that and that's something that women have to understand. Because mm-hmm. if he brings this up to you and you have a negative outcome to what he's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And you want the man to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You want the man to be open up. You want him to share. And when he does, you demonize and you shame him. And you make him feel guilty for having no desires. Well, you must not love me. Or you must not want to be with me. You must this. You must that. Or you need to control yourself. He would never open up again. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't trust you. He doesn't trust you. Mm-hmm. He would suppress his emotions. And then guess what? Nine times out of ten, you read his knees, her knees. Those emotional uh, uh, needs are not filled. He's going to go find somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. He's going to find another woman that's going to listen to it. And that's how the infidelity start happening right Mm -hmm. then and there. But that compassion feast Mm -hmm. is something that if you're trying to date a high value, very ambitious man, and you are trying to understand his desire for other women, you have to be compassionate. I love that point. And going back to um, what for men, you have to be compassionate for yourself. Amen. Because like I said, if you're a guy and you hide these things and you try to put on that white knight uh. and you try to act like you're holier than now, like you don't struggle too, like your stuff don't stink. When you do that as a man, like you said, sin grows in the dark. And what happens in the dark always comes to light. Yep. And the longer weeds stay in the dark, the bigger they grow. Exactly. And when it comes to light, boy, that planet is a massive Venus flytrap ready to devour everybody in this path. And so it's so important that today I want guys to hear us do this episode to allow you to understand that you're not alone. And that the struggle is something that we as men is going to be a lifelong thing. Especially if you're a man who chooses the path of, you know, lifelong monogamy and marriage. And also, before we kind of wrap it up, I want to talk about the guys. Going back to what I was saying previously. Cheating is complicated. And I don't believe, though they're guys who actively go and cheat and don't give a F, know they're hurting their wives and they don't care and they're just doing evil stuff. Yeah, I think that's a small number. They're the smallest number. Yeah. I think a lot of guys fall, unfortunately, into temptation the way King David did that yeah. night. Yeah. 
there's this old saying in Nigeria, and I and I probably butcher this all the time, but it says, "One night is for the thief, every night is for the homeowner, or one every night is for the homeowner, and and one night is for the thief." The idea is this: you can lock your door every single day, but the day you forget to lock it, the day the thief is going to break in. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Every single day you drove your car w- w- with a seatbelt. The one day you forget to put on your seatbelt is the day you get in an accident and you could die. Mm-hmm. I am the most forgetful person on the planet. I lose my phone all the time, but I always somehow find it. But the one time I lost my phone, I was out of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea. It, all it takes is one situation. And what happens is that every man at his lowest is most vulnerable. Exactly. And that's the part we don't talk about. Every man at his lowest is most vulnerable. He's not an evil person. And when you're most vulnerable, excuse me, like Chris says, when you're down, when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're lonely, what what, what can happen? And what you usually do, your habits, you go go to to your habits, you go Go to to women. women, you go to sex, you go to pleasure. Especially when your woman is not there. Not available either mostly because of of an issue or physically because you're on vacation or something else is going on. So to me, I, I want men to be aware of that. And when men make a mistake to realize, yo, this, this happens. Cause what happens is when a guy makes one mistake, he says, F it. Cause think about it, like right now, you're like, you've never cheated. Mm-hmm. Never, I've never cheated. Never, no. But what happens, I could easily see that hap- happening is a guy cheats once and guess what happens? Now he's a cheater. Yep. That's, that's his identity. Now this is his identity. Well, I already cheated. Right now, we, it's easy for us to say we've never done it. Yeah. But once you do it once, oh, I guess I'm a cheater. This is what I, hey, it doesn't matter. And, yeah. And you just go, and you just go deep. No. It's, people fall. People make mistakes. People break the promises that they made to themselves, other people, but get back up. But I also, like I said, going back to the conversation, I want women to realize that it's complicated. It's not just some binary. This is a weakness. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's imagining your partner is an alcoholic. And then he is going out. And then all of a sudden, while he's out, a hundred times he goes out, nothing happens. One time, out with a friend, someone's birthday, take a quick shot with us, and next thing you know, he spirals out of control. So it's it, so the compassion, the understanding are such important things that I hope that people are seeing the complexities. We're just talking about men here, and we're, just, we're talking about on a very simplest basis the complexities of male sexuality, the complexities to infidelity. And the last part is why I believe most guys shouldn't be in relationships. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think men understand what they're signing up for. Exactly. And this is the part I don't, I have compassion. There's so many people right now who are in student loan debt who did not know what they were signing up for when they went to college. They were just young. They just didn't know what they were signing up for. 
the average man today is not ready to sign up for monogamy. No. It's not happening. He's not. Uh-uh. The average man today is not ready. And we, we don't got to get into who pressures them and all these reasons. But he's not ready. And the average man today who becomes successful is not ready for his fame. No. It change, women will never understand the night and day changes when you become successful as a man. Men are not prepared for that. Society does not prepare men for that. Men are raised by single mothers. They're not prepared for that. And so I want people to understand that the reason why it's happening is because no one is being prepared. They're not prepared to say no. I meet so many girls who are heartbroken because a 20-year-old boy cheated on them. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay, but he was 20 years old, Chris. Yeah. He was 20. The 20-year-old boy <laughs> is ready for monogamy? No. For the next 60 years? <laughs> They're not ready for it. I love everything you said. And not only that the men are not ready for it, if women do commit and find that guy, I don't think they're ready for that type of work uh-uh. that they have uh-uh. to put in to remain faithful in a marriage. Mm. They don't want to hear that. They're going to crucify you. That's fine. Because I think they have to hear it. Mm. Because to me, I'm be honest with you, the compassion to understanding the desire, that is step one. Mm-hmm. And most people won't even want to take step one. Mm. So if you are trying to have a faithful monogamous relationship, women do not understand how much work mm-hmm. you have to put in as well to make sure that happens. Mm. And that's why I think marriage is the ultimate test from God. Mm-hmm. Because it requires a consistent daily effort mm-hmm. from both parties to make it work. Keyword. Let me jump in real quick and then I'll get you get back to it. He said both parts. I don't want women in the comments saying that he's blaming you guys. He said both parties, men and women have to put in the work. Continue. Both parties have to put in the work. Yeah. Cause we're talking about, like you said, we're talking about a sexual atom bomb that is on our society of this, of these men. Mm hmm. On top of the habits they have been living, Mm -hmm. on top of the Mm. ambitious desire that every man is going to have, on top of the temptation that he's going to have to say no Mm -hmm. consistently Mm. for years to come, Mm -hmm. he cannot do it alone. Mm. The The woman is going to have to understand, she's going to have to have compassion, and she's going to have to put work in mm-hmm. she cannot just toss it to the side say that's that's your problem you need to deal with it. I don't have those issues mm-hmm. something's wrong with you she cannot just submit it and put it off to the side like that mm-hmm. it's not going to work I don't think men and women understand what they're signing up for in marriage Yeah, and that's why so many marriages are going to fail mm-hmm I believe that cheating is only going to continue. Mm-hmm. I think it's either going to stay consistent or get worse mm-hmm. because the society that we're in right now. 
I don't think people understand what they signed up for. I really right. don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't even, I, I, I maybe have 3% of the solution to the problem. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We're still trying to work it out. We're still talking about it. We're still trying to figure things out. This is just a moment in time right now. Mm-hmm. So for me to just kind of dismiss it and say everything is going to be hunky-dory, it's like, no, nah, I'm thinking about that stuff today yeah. because I know I can fall. And when I realized that, that's, that made me scared. Yeah, That made me sad. That made me frustrated. And I'm just like, man, I, on top of me being scared, I understand the work that you had to put in to a certain extent, not all of it, because I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. But I recognize how much work you have to put in. It's people that are in marriages have no idea how much work they have to put in. Mm-hmm. People that's in relationships in years, they're not putting the work in right now. Mm-hmm. And they expect perfection mm-hmm. in that area for years to come. Yeah. And they think it's just going to be easy. Mm. It's the, the, literally the hardest test that God gave us. Yeah. Now, that's so good um, because I think about what you just said because you're right. I think men aren't ready for relationships because men aren't prepared. Yeah. You, we talk about it. And the very first thing is that I want to make something 100% clear. The man has to put in the work himself. Yes. Everybody knows my philosophy. Leveling up. Physically, mostly spiritually, financially, that's a roommate's philosophy. You as a man have to go through this journey yourself. Put in the work yourself. Build yourself up, your discipline, your structure. Even for me, I'm having to add new things to my life. Mm. You know? And so, but then the woman who's with him has to help him. She has, this is where she becomes the help mate. I always talk about this line by the famous Miko Grimes. Mm. And Miko Grimes says, I go everywhere with my husband. And the reason why is she said, if I'm not having sex with him, another girl will be. And I know a lot of women that will trigger them. I know a lot of women, they think that's so horrible. What kind of life does she have to live? But I I respected what Miko said so much because I think she understood the challenges and the temptations of being a highly desirable guy and being away from your wife for long periods of time. And so she wanted to be there and support him because she realized this is a challenge for me. It's like dating an alcoholic and saying, you know what? I'm never going to a bar again because I know if I go to a bar, he will come with me and he will fall into the drunkenness. You work with the struggles of your partner. Exactly. And so my very first thing as a man, never, ever, ever commit to a woman who's not willing to understand your struggles mm. and work with you with your struggles. Exactly. Big. I don't care how big the booty is. How junglicious her breasts are. I don't give a flup if she's not willing to understand your unique struggles as a masculine, ambitious man and work alongside to support you. She's not worth an iota, a penny, a nickel, a denarii, a rupee. Mm. Nada. That's big. And so... um. Last thing is that I just, I think the, 
So here's the the future, in my opinion. To protect, to make, because we we whined about, we've talked about the problem at nausea. Yeah, yeah. First thing is, guys have to be honest, and don't sign the dotted line if you don't agree to the terms and conditions. I think most men should. This is going to be counterintuitive, and I'll explain to you later. Most men should not be in relationships and sign up for them unless they know they're ready for monogamy. If you're not in a season of life where you're not ready, you don't sign up for monogamy. If you are a guy who, like David Data said, you have you have this sexual desire for multiple, my thing is let her know up front. Be like, hey, I would love to be with you, but um, I'm going to need this term. I'm going to need to talk to Roxanne. I'm going to need to see Keisha occasionally. I'm willing to sign a dotted line if you are. You got to be honest about, hey, monogamy is not my thing. One thing I love about AMS, she keeps that same energy. He lets his girlfriends know, I got girlfriends. I got other girls. I mean, I agree with that lifestyle, but I respect that he's honest Mm -hmm. as a man. And let him know, yo, this is how I am. Either you accept it or not. Because some women will. And he obviously has girls. His girl who does. So I think as moving forward as a man, you have to be honest. And and unique relationships where it's you know, polygamy and, and, and nuanced things that may fit you. If that's your, who you are as a man. But if you are a man who does want monogamy and who wants to have one wife. You first should never promise I'm don't want no girls unless you know that you can you you really want to strive for that. And even when you promise that, let her know we gotta we gotta do this together. Yeah. And she has to be willing to work with you. Yeah, that's a lifelong commitment. Lifelong commitment to working together through my good times and my bad times. Because, like I said, ambitious men will often want more than one woman. And so, I think it's so important that guys realize that this is something that we all experience. These are desires that we all have. And it's up to you as a man is to figure out how to navigate those desires. And I think David Data said in this chapter where he said, there's no way of avoiding those desires, but you must decide how you'll handle those desires. Yeah. And that's the masculine responsibility. How are you going to, now we know, you desire multiple women. Now you know. So first things first, don't white knight. Don't paint yourself to be Mr. Perfect because it's a lie. Yeah. Let her know who you are. If she can't handle it, let her go. Let her know who you are, your struggles, your experiences, your feelings. If she can't handle it, trust me, it's not worth it. Second of all, like, like we say, put in the work. That's what you want. Learn self-control, learn discipline. Porn, gotta go. Even for me, I'm like, there's so many things I'm having implement to my life because I know I got to I got to I got to get the girls from DMing me on Instagram. 
because they're getting better. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I beat level seven. I don't know if I can beat level eight. <laughs> I beat level seven. I don't know if I can beat level eight. So I, I need to. I was going to. You can turn my, it off. Huh? You can turn your DMs off, I think. What do you mean turn it off? I've been seeing some people where you can't respond to a store or you can't, you can message them, but you can't like respond to it. It's like, nah, they, you can turn DMs off, I, I thought. Okay, so I wonder about business. The reason why I was going to delete yeah, it for business-wise. Uh, you might have to just take that L, cuz. Uh, that doesn't make sense for business-wise. <laughs> that doesn't make, because to me, that's, that's that boy what, coming. Is she coming? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was me. It was like, I don't want to remove the Instagram because I, I, I mainly use it to message people to the yeah. guys, give me advice for sessions, for all this stuff. Yeah. So it's a bit, the DMs are a business component. It is, it is. So I'm, I'm a, but I got plans. I'm going to do the Instagram. Okay. I'll tell you about it later. So as a guy, you have to create plans. You have to create boundaries. Um, and like I said, it, you have to be honest. If you're going to get in a relationship, you better know the terms and know if, and don't promise what you can't do, you know? And, and, and like I said, man, I hope nobody got from this episode, you know, cause, cause got from this episode that we're taught, we got it figured out. This is something that we've been processing and we're learning and we're st- and we're brains we're learning on the fly. Literally. As Kevin says, we're building the plane as we fly. Yeah. So we're on this process together. And I just hope guys, you know, can get from this episode and learn how to move forward in the future. Agree, man. And I loved everything you said as far as the solutions. And I I would say the only thing I would add is it's gonna have to be a community as well. Mm-hmm. You know, not only um the man and the woman gonna have to work together and put that work in, but that guy is gonna have to, you know, have a community of men around him that is like-minded, that has very similar struggles as well, um, and they can really get together and and you know work it as a team because not work her. <laughs> we need we need a comedic break. <laughs> we need a comedic break. <laughs> but nah, nah. But I think I think that's it's you have to. I think the amount of attention you have to put onto it. Is is extreme. Yeah. I really do. I really think it's an extreme monthly checkup with the woman. I think it's an extreme monthly checkup with with the the team worth of guys to really do it the right way and give your best your yourself the best chance to really see it through. Mm-hmm. It has to require that much attention, that much effort, and that much work mm-hmm. for it to to happen. Because, like you said, it's 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 cool two months in. I don't know how cool 17 years in when kids are acting crazy. You know, you got other issues. It's all stuff that can happen. And and, and we have to have that foresight today. Mm -hmm. If we try to learn on the stuff on the fly during marriage, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. So I think we just have to take it as seriously now. And also, I don't know if we said this, but this is... All this stuff is like, you know, it's, it's true. We're trying to figure it out. It's not an excuse. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to, you know, seem like we're trying to make excuses or we're we're building uh building up solutions or conversations when we fail in the future. Like, hey, I told you that I was going to cheat. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I'm saying is that this is a real weakness. This is something that is real. This is something that is definitely hard um, to do. Mm-hmm. And if you think that it's just gonna be all hunky dory, it's 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 not. Mm-hmm. 
And I think it's something that, like like I said, it has to require a lot of effort and attention to. And I hope that men and women understand that and got that from um, this podcast, from this episode. And it's not going to be the last time I'm talking about it because, <clears throat> like you said, we're learning. You know, this is like just still brainstorming sessions, what we having right now, you know, um, and as time goes on and as we get deeper into relationships, as we learn more things, it's going to be a continual conversation um, to really get the grasp of it and understand because, like I said, I don't, I don't think people are ready to know what battles are coming in the future. Yeah, man. And, and for closing, I don't want women to think that every man is a hypersexual heathen mm. who's going to cheat on you. I, I don't yeah. want that to be the closing message. I, like I don't that. want every guy to, to have that identity in him. I'm a hypersexual heathen who's just going to happen to yeah, cheat. Yeah, and that gives me a license to, yeah, to yeah, cheat. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because no, no. to me, there's a spectrum to everything, right? There's a spectrum. There's the guys who they just, they're always wanting girls, and there's the guys who usually just want one woman you know there's a spectrum to them right everyone's struggle isn't the same intensity exactly some people are struggling on level 10 people are struggling on level one everyone's struggling but the intensity is different but the point i want to bring up which is why i said today's episode is about the men that women want the ambitious the driven the masculine competent confident decisive men is because life has trade-offs exactly there's no perfect person. And usually your strength is also your weakness. So for the masculine ambition, go-getter man who always want more, who will never satisfy, one of his weaknesses is that's also going to be true sexually. But the, on the flip side, the man who's not ambitious, the man who's not a go-getter, the man who's not as masculine, he doesn't have that struggle as much. But you know what his problem is, Chris? He's not attractive. He's not attractive. He's not desirable. He's not desirable, and no girls want him. Yep. So this is a reality of the struggle. You know, like I said, we could go on for days about the conversation. I hope that it helped. We're going to have multiple conversations like these. Um, don't forget, guys, this Friday, April 2nd at 9 a.m., the Level Up shirts are dropping limited supply. Get the shirts beforehand Thursday, April 1st on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash roommates. And there's going to be a surprise drop on Patreon. Guys, I really would like to hear in the comments below, especially for the people who've read The Way of the Superior Man, your thoughts on chapter 26. I know we talked about a lot. I know there's a lot about a lot of layers. Uh, man, pray for Derek. Um, pray for us. Please, Lord. You know what I mean? Because, you know what I mean? I, anybody can get God. Anybody can fall short. I don't want to fall short. Mm -hmm. I don't want Chris to fall short. I don't want that on me. You know, and so I just pray that everybody can become the best version of themselves, level it up, and improve themselves. Anything you want to say in closing, Chris? Nah, no. Nah, I think you just all, all we have to do is we have to understand how much work we have to put in. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's possible, but it takes a lot. Yeah. And it takes everybody. And if everybody's commit to that, I do think families and marriages and the world become a better place. I love it. My name is Hafiz. Chris to start the show, baby. Better roommates, man. Adios.